you, Mama T. She did a great job, and that song goes right along with what we're talking about today. And uh, this is a kind of like a graduation message. Uh, this year, uh, the Minister Alliance, I've been here 20 years, has asked me to give the address at Harrisburg High School this year. So I'm excited for that, and I figured, well, I've killed two birds with one stone. This is graduation Sunday. I can use my graduation sermon, so that would be awesome. God has done a miraculous work in me this week, and I can't wait to share that with you through his scriptures, and I want you to follow along in your Bible, and uh, man, let me get started here. Choices, some good, some bad, but we all have to make choices. No matter where you are in life, you're making choices, right? Some difficult some not so difficult. We are a product of the choices we make in life. Our whole lives, we're always making choices, either right or wrong. But we need to make good choices, choices to build upon a right foundation. And that foundation is the most important thing that we can have, and that's our foundation of Jesus Christ. If uh, the people in the back, I found a famous, famous uh, structure. And, uh, oh, you all know that one? What is that? Oh, man, you guys are good. Leaning Tower Pisa. I figured, well, what a good thing to illustrate my point today is the foundation of life. You know, the reason this thing leans is because it was built on sandy, soft ground. Okay? And this is an all-marble structure. You go ahead and leave that up there. It's an all-marble structure. It was built in 11, 1173. It took over 100 years to build. Before they got the first floor done, they realized they had a problem. This thing was starting to lean. So if you'll notice up the top there, they kind of compensated for that. They kind of made this side that's leaning a little shorter and the other side a little uh, taller to kind of make up for the difference of the lean, okay? But through the years, this thing's leaned, okay? One of the things I didn't know is it got so bad, it got like six degrees, all right? I'm a somewhat of a builder. And uh, when your top of your building is 15 inches over from where the foundation of the building is, that's a pretty big difference, okay? Needs to say, they got a problem. Along about 1990, I guess, they took an undertaking of $25 million they spent on this thing to fix the foundation. All right, it was off six degrees. They spent $25 million, dug up underneath and did some things and sheared it up. They fixed it by three degrees. This thing's still off by three degrees. You know what? It's still going to be off all its life, okay? It's the foundation problem. You can't fix a foundation once the building is up, okay? It's hard to do that, okay? And what we're going to look at is our foundation today. And another interesting thing I found out, one side of the tower has 294 stairs to get up to the top. The other one has 296. So, man, difference of two stairs of which side you walk up. That's pretty amazing. But, uh, man, this thing has got some problems, but it illustrates our point very good today. All right, if you can get me my scriptures today, before we open God's word, let's go to 
Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, man, slow me down today. Help me to meditate on your word. Help me to communicate what you revealed to me in your scriptures today. And Heavenly Father, I just pray that you do a real work in each one of us today. That you would allow us to understand your word today. That something I say could be used by you, Heavenly Father, to change somebody else. Heavenly Father, help me to share your good news. And Heavenly Father, help people to see my heart as I communicate your truth. I just pray that you would allow this service to, man, just exemplify you in this sermon. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you would, open your Bibles to Matthew 7. Oh, by the way, Brother Dwayne is on vacation. You might want to pray for him. He's getting to relax and just to hang around and uh, have a good time. But he needs that. So be praying for him as him and Judy are away. That they get refreshed and come back uh, full of vim and vigor to go the extra mile. All right, man, I'm getting older. I can't hardly read this, okay? I'm going to start in verse 13, if you would. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter in through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few that find it. Be aware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You, know, you will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not grown from thistle bushes or figs or figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit and has uh, hold on Verse 17. So every good tree that bears good fruit, but the bad tree will bear bad fruit. The good tree cannot produce good fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not produce or bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will be, know them by the fruits. Here it is. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, we, we, many will say to me on that day, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out evil spirits and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I will, ne uh, depart from me, I never knew you. And away they will go. Okay, here it is in verse uh, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be like, uh, may be compared to the man who built his house on the rock. And the rains fell, and the 
when the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on a rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed upon the house and it fell and great was the fall. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he is teaching, for his was teaching that was one having as authority and not like the scribes. Guys, I struggle with reading that because I can't see it hardly. But I struggle with that because he's talking about what we need to do. This is the Sermon on the Mount. He's saying choices. There's two of them. There's a broad way and a narrow way. Okay? There's a choice. Which one are you going to take? He says the broad way, many go. But the narrow way is hard. There's not many people that go that way. Okay? And then he says the fruit trees. You will know them. Okay? These false prophets. These people that say they know Jesus Christ that don't have the fruit to produce in their lives. Okay? These people that go to church and never really understand what relationship with Jesus is. You're going to know them by the fruit they produce. And he says if they don't produce fruit, they're thrown into the fire. They're cut and thrown into the fire. Here's the other thing. Then he says, you need to be like the wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rains came, the floods came, the winds blew, and his house stood. There was another guy, a builder, that built his house upon the sands. The same thing came and destroyed the house, and great was the fall. Wow. And then at the end of this, Sermon on the Mount, I'm just giving you a little part, the end part of this, but he said the people knew that he taught with authority. That he taught not as a scribe or a Pharisee. Okay? He knew the material he was talking about. Let's look at the scripture. There's two kinds of things here. Alright? Two foundations. The firm foundation, the rock, the sandy foundation. There's two kinds of builders. There's a wise builder. And there is a foolish builder. Okay? The foolish builder says, Ha, there's no God. Who cares? Alright? The wise builder says, There is a God and I must fear him. The fear of God is the part of all wisdom. Okay? Get that. Here it is. The builders had a couple things in common. They wanted to build a house. A house was what? A shelter, security. A house is uh, satisfaction. Hey, I'm doing good. I have my own place. When we go to Nicaragua and different places, these people don't have real smooth looking houses like we would say in the U.S., but they do have a dwelling. It's four walls, a roof, and a floor. That's their house. 
Each one of us is conducting a house, building a house. The house isn't a real house, okay? It's a figure of speech. The house is how I'm getting to heaven, okay? That's what a house is. How I'm getting to heaven. How am I building my life in a way that I'm getting to heaven, okay? The things I do, the things I am, is built on a foundation. And that foundation is either sand or rock, okay? The world says, hey, Dave, take the easy way. Hey, you don't need to dig down so deep. It doesn't really matter. Nobody's going to see the foundation, all right? It doesn't really care. Nobody sees that foundation, Jackie. Man, you could skimp on that and just be all right. You know when they start seeing it? when the trouble of life hits. I want you to know both these houses had the trouble of life hit it, okay? Hey, in this world you're going to have trouble. In this world you're going to have problems. Just because you know Jesus Christ doesn't mean you're not going to go through problems, folks. All right? That gospel is not found in this book. You're going to go through trouble. You're going to go through some hard times. The testing of our faith is what it's all about, folks. The only way I can have a better faith is by having my faith tested, by having my faith uh, walked upon, by having hard times in my life, by going through difficult situations. Here it is. Don't quit. Don't quit. Graduates, don't quit when tough stuff happens. Don't quit when somebody says, hey, you can't do something that way. If God's called you to do it, you do it. All right? Here it is, folks. Man, there's a lot of people out there with philosophies. I was watching this show. I guess it's on what channel is that? God thing? National Geographic. He's trying to figure out there really was a God. All right? Yes, there he is. I know him. I can call him by name. Hey, guys, this book's all about it. This world wants to know all about it, but he doesn't want to hear our one-sidedness of how there's just one true God and there's just one way. All right? John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. Okay? That's it. The sandy foundation, it can be in many places, but there's only one rock. The sandy foundation might be in your professor's class. I took a philosophy class a long time ago. This guy was an atheist. I didn't last long in the secular university with an atheist as my teacher. Because he said some things that really made me mad. And I had to stand up for my God and proclaim it in class. I did pass the class, amazingly. But... It was difficult. It wasn't easy. If you'll follow what everybody else is doing and take the easy way all the time, you're never going to be building the house that you want. Okay? You're going to be fooled into building on the sand, that sandy foundation. In this pluralistic society, every religion's the same. Guys, I don't have a religion. 
I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what he's talking about here, okay? A relationship with a true living God. All these other ones aren't the same. Don't be fooled in what the world's trying to sell you, okay? So we're getting down here. We got the two builders. You got the wise one that knows there is a God. You got the foolish one. And it says in Proverbs, the fool says there's no God, and he what? Perishes. You know, he perishes. It's not the same, okay? God will let you make the choice whether you want to believe in him or not. Whether you want to know that he loves you or not. Okay? Here's the deal. I grew up a little ways back. Sometimes my mom and dad made my life hard. Okay? They did that to teach Brent some lessons because I'm a hard-headed kid sometimes. The only way I'm going to learn is by finding out, hey, the buck stops here. Okay? That isn't always bad. Okay? I remember my Heavenly Father. Guys, I'm going to tell my story here. Because he gave me a story to tell that he's real. I was working in a gas station at the age of 17. I was working late one night. and worked all day Saturday, and I was ready to go home. About 9.30, right before 10 o'clock when the gas station closed, a car pulls up. Me being the average guy, I go up. I was the attendant that night. I said, can I help you, sir? He pulls out a gun. He says, yeah, you can help me. Go get all the money in the cash register and bring it to me and give me all everything you got. I said, wow. My heart was, man, I'm only 17. I can't die tonight. No, I've got too much of my life to live. I can't do that. Guys, do you want to know what that did for me? They had to decide, Brent, am I really a child of God? Do I really know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? I've been shot tonight when I go to heaven. Guys, sometimes he gives us reality checks. Sometimes he does that for our own good. Because I know he had plans for me to become something I didn't really want to become. Something I was going to have to have faith and trust in him. Guys, I gave that guy everything we had in the cash register. I gave him everything I had on my pocket. He made me lay down, and I figured it was over. Mom and Dad was just going to have to leave without me. You know, that was it. But he drove off. You want to know the first person I called? It wasn't the police. It was my mom and dad. Sometimes God causes you to have those moments when you find out really what your foundation is built on. God's working on me. Could he have picked a better vessel? Yeah, he could have. He could pick a guy that could be really elaborate in speech. He could pick a guy that does a lot of other things well. But God picked an imperfect vessel. One that has cracks. One that has problems. One that the house isn't perfect. But the house is built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. 
That's you. And as we make these choices in life, man, there's no other thing that we can do but to make sure you're built on that one firm foundation. Damn, we're out witnessing in New Orleans. One of the biggest things we get, hey, do you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? These people go, yeah, I think so. They'll go, uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I've been baptized. Yeah, I'm a Catholic. Okay, that's their salvation story. We do something that kind of brings it down home. Have you ever told a lie? They look at themselves and go, sure I have. We got to point that back to them and say, what's that make you? Liar. Man, that's hard for them to say. Hey, have you ever taken anything that doesn't belong to you? And they'll look at you for a minute going, no. I'm taking something that doesn't belong to you. It might have been somebody else's, but you just took it and didn't ask about it. What's that make you? A thief. Man, to have those words come out of their mouth is just like, whoa. You know, the light doesn't come on, guys, until we realize that we need Jesus. We are nothing. Isaiah says we're like filthy rags. Romans says... For all has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's it, guys. We're short. We're messed up. I have a sinful nature. Even though I'm on my best day, I can't live a perfect life. I need something. I need Jesus. And guys, we go to these gospel conferences. I'm thankful for Jackie going. She really got her battery charged. We went to Dare to Share. My biggest thing as a youth pastor, I want my kids to understand what the gospel is. It's got an acrostic. G-O-S-P-E-L. God. In the beginning, God. Made me in his image for a relationship with him. Hey, he didn't make me for anything else, but he made me for a relationship with him. That's what it's all about. Oh, like Adam and Eve, they were told not to do something, but they did it anyway. That's sin. Our sin separates us. Everyone has to come to the realization is we're a sinner. And that's what I'm trying to get you to see right now. S. Sins can't be overcome by being good. Man, I'll never get there on my own. I'll never get there on a sandy foundation. I'll never be able to build whatever kind of house I need to build on a sandy foundation. Foundation has to be the rock, like Peter said. Who do people say I am? You're the Messiah. You're the precious lamb. That blood that was shed for me. He Paying the price, Christ died and rose again. There's a lot of people that are founding their religion that have died. They're in a tomb, guys. They're in a grave. But my Jesus is not in the grave. He's alive today. Amen.
then he, everyone who believes and trusts in him. Hey, the devil believes. I'm going to show you that here in a minute. The devil believes and he trembles. Hey, I believe and I walk by faith. All right? That's the difference. And then L, the last part, guys, is the best one. I'm living a life that starts now and lasts forever. All right? This home I'm building is going to be here, but man, one day I'm going to have a mansion in the sky. He says he's going to prepare a place for me. If he goes to prepare a place for me, he's coming back. And I'm going to be with him forever. Amen? That's the way it is. But it all starts with a choice. That's the thing I want you to see today. He doesn't make you like a robot and make you make the right choices. Just like mom and dad, they let me make my own choices in life. But I always knew there was consequences for my choices. I might not always made the right choice, but by George, after a while I thought about that choice and I made the right choice. All right? That's the way God wants to do us. He's wanting you to see that he gives you choices. He's wanting you to know that you have a choice. Are you going to follow him with your life? Are you going to do something that he wants you to do? Are you going to follow the world, the broad way, the path that everybody goes on? Here's my biggest thing, young people. Nick, everybody's doing it. It's got to be right, right? Wrong. That thing never holds weight. What's mom and dad's biggest comeback? Everybody jumped off the bridge. Would you go with them? Uh, Bryce is saying yes. Lord help us. Okay. All right. Getting back. Man, open your Bibles to... Uh, let's go with James 2. James 2, 14 through 26. Trey, come here for a minute. Someone says he has faith, but he has no works. Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed, and be, and be filled, and yet do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. But someone may well say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without the works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? What not Abraham, our father, justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? You see that faith was working with his works. And as a result of the works, faith was perfected. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And Abra, or Abraham, my bad, believed God, and it was 
reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So faith without works is dead. Our father of our faith is Abraham. Abraham was called by God to do something. Something that didn't make any sense to him. He was called to be the father of a child, but he was old. He finally had this child, and he was called to put it on the altar. And he was called to sacrifice on the altar his only child that God said he would have. Abraham had faith. He bound Isaac on the altar. He raised a knife up to sacrifice his only son. But God said, hold. Hold on. I'll provide for you. He provided a ram. And they sacrificed that ram that day. But man, Abraham had faith to do it. All right? To do what didn't make sense to everybody else. But he listened to God to do the right thing. All right? I don't know if I could do that. But I say I'm a man of faith. I walk by faith. Oh, man. Mike, I see you sitting over here. I got a great story. God's taught me so much in my walk with him. We went to Wyoming. It was an awesome time. It was a great time. We had 30-something kids on that trip. We had a great ministry at that church. It, I still go back here today and look at that little church that overlooks Snake River. The Snake River for me was a time where I had to have a little trust. Had to have a little faith. Snake River was at flood stage. <laughs> All the locals are going, man, you're crazy if you're going down Snake River at flood stage. Going whitewater, man, that's what it's all about. They're whitewater. But I called several places. I wasn't an expert, but I had to call several places. And I found a rafting company that had a huge raft, the biggest on the river. And they had oars, and they had oars. I want you to know, I didn't sleep very easy that night. But I went, had faith that we'd be all right. And God, man, miraculously got us through the Snake River rafting trip. It was an awesome deal. But it didn't make sense, did it, Mike? <laughs> He's not their venturesome type, okay? But for the guy that wants to go the extra mile and live an adventuresome life, man, that was the cat's meow. That was the best I've ever been on. All I had to do was hang on to the boat, you know what I mean? And the water was crashing all around us. But we got through it. 
But guys, I tell you that story so you laugh, so you identify. God calls his people to do things that they think they can't do. That's how we know it's God. He'll never call you to do something that's contrary to his book. But he does call you to do things in your life that require faith. That require you to think outside of not knowing how it's going to get done. These are called storms. These are called bad times. Okay? If I say I have faith and it's not tested, what good is my faith? It's not. If I say I'm a God believer and all the only thing I do is sit in the pew and I do nothing, I do not give an offering, I do not do anything, I just come to church, what good is that? I got to have a relationship with my Heavenly Father. Amen? That's what he's talking about here, this foundation. The only way I'm getting to heaven is through him. I need to build my life on that. And that's what needs to happen. That's what James is trying to tell us here. He's saying, hey, you can say you have all the faith in the world. But until you exercise that faith. Until you say, hey, I believe what you say and I'm going to act on what you say, God. I'm giving it to you open-handedly. I teach young people sometimes how to tithe. It's hard. Because when they earn money, it's my money. Especially in this day in society. Right? It's mine. I earned it. It's my allowance. I'm not giving it to you. Hey. But if you can willingly sit there and say, God, this is yours. Do with it what you want. Open-handed. And give. Man, it makes a world of difference. God blesses you so much more than saying, hey, this is mine. I'm not giving you what I got. God's a provider. He can do anything he wants. He doesn't need us. His message stands. He chooses to use us if we let him. The choice is ours. There's a choice that has to be made. I hope you're getting it. I'm doing everything with my heart to tell you, hey, don't go through this life and not make the most important decision to build on a firm foundation. All right? He's given us a choice of which path to go on. You can be like every Tom, Dick, and Harry and go the Broadway. All right? Or you can pick up your cross daily and follow him which isn't going to be very fun. Trey, on the football team when I was playing football, you know what the guys like to do on the weekend? Oh, man. Let's go out and have a drinking party. Man, I can know so-and-so. They can give us a lot of stuff. Man, we'll have a grand old time. Let's invite everybody on the football team. Let's go do it. Guys, this stuff still happens today, believe it or not. 
But you know what I did? I didn't go. You know what I got known as? Oh, Brent, he's a good, good two-shoes. Ah, he's one of those churchgoers. Hey, guys, let him make fun of me. Who cares? Who cares? Make the right choices. Make the right choices. The choices that will honor him. Honor God. There are those choices in life that you each have to make. And you're never too young to not start making those choices. Okay? Those choices start now. But by making those choices, they're going to build the person that you become. Okay? You can fool a lot of people by how you look. Hey, I'm a goody-goody two-shoes or whatever. Did they have any know inside of me? Did they know what was inside this guy right here? No, they couldn't see it. Just like I can't see it in you. But there are tests. He says, if I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, Trey, I'm going to produce good fruit. I'm not going to produce bad fruit. I'm going to do things to spur his gospel on. Guys, the more and more I make decisions to do the right thing, to do the hard thing sometimes, the more I see God in me. And the more I feel exhilarated. Jackie tells this story of Tad was down there and goes, man, how are we going to share the gospel today? Jackie says, just go up to somebody and start sharing. That's it. He was, he was in shock that Jackie could go up to anybody and say, hey, you know, Jesus Christ, your Lord, and say, you mind if we share with you what we have going on in us today? Just take a walk out and step in faith. That's what it's all about, folks. That's living a life. That's building a house. He gives us a choice of what fruit we want to produce. Produce good fruit. Then he says there comes a time when we're going to be known by what we've done. It's going to be a test of fire in 1 Corinthians 11.3, if you want to read that. It says, in the end, there's no other foundation that we can build except that foundation that's on Jesus Christ. But there is going to be that time to stand in judgment for the foundation that we built. Guys, are we going to be a leaning tower of Pisa with a bad foundation? Are we going to be a mighty empire state building that stands straight? with a good foundation built on Jesus Christ, the rock. Okay? The other thing is, once he made this choice, these builders, they had to be proud. They had to be excited about what they built. Because you know what foundation you're building on. Or they have to be disgusted. They go, wow, I'm empty. Wow, I got nothing. Because they might have got the building foundation confused with the material. The material is baptism. The material is Dorisville Baptist Church. The material is moral goodness. All that's good stuff. It helps build the house. But the foundation is built on Jesus Christ. 
okay? Being a part of Dorisville is not going to get me to heaven, folks. Knowing Jesus Christ and my personal Lord and Savior and that foundation is what's going to get me there. He's the rock. I could think of no other better sermon for a graduating class, for people in the church, for anything than the Sermon on the Mount that you're hearing today. Because each one of us has a choice. Each one of us know exactly what our foundation is. I want you to examine it today. As you stand, I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. Guys, if I had my mom and dad right here today, they could honestly sit there and say they love me. But they did one thing more for me. They gave me the freedom to make my own choices in life. God loves you a lot. He gives you the freedom to make choices in life. You can choose to walk away, do whatever you want, build on that sandy foundation. But you also have that choice to say, hey, I'm tired of doing it my way. I want to build my life on this firm foundation of Jesus Christ, that you love me and died for me and want something good in my life. Want me to become who you made me in that relationship with Jesus Christ today. It's your choice, folks. You're a product of your own choices. You can't sit there and say, hey, friend didn't preach the gospel. Brother Dwayne didn't do this. It's your choice. You have the book. Read the book. You have the book. Meditate upon it. Know who God is. May he show you who he is in your life. And may you make good decisions, good choices. Let's go to him in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we stand today at a crossroads, at a great divide, help people to see the choices they make daily man do we make a choice to go the narrow way or do we go along with the crowd in this society this pluralistic society that says everything's the same it's not your word teaches that it's not help us not to buy in on that help us to see through these false prophets Heavenly Father help each one of us to lift up the book your word, your love letter to each one of us, saying, hey, this is how you make good choices. This is a good choice. I just pray that the ones that don't know you today would come to saving knowledge of you. Heavenly Father, I pray that the ones that are confused might find out just exactly how big you are today, how they can trust you. It starts with one decision, of stepping out in faith. And Heavenly Father, it causes us to just rest in you. You did the work. Help us to exercise that faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.